0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the parallel journey. I'm Casey. And I'm Allie. And the little grunts you might hear are Ren. <laughs> Yay! Welcome, Ren. He had something to say about it. Mm-hmm. You might hear some random like sucky noises. It's his pacifier. He's a loud person. Yes, he is. He's got lots to say today. Mm-hmm. and he's only really content on mama we're navigating the newborn stage yes it's okay. quite the journey to navigate
1: grateful to be part of it and that you both are willing to be here with us today
0: <laughs> of course <laughs> thanks for dealing with it <laughs> how are you feeling today Ali? Oh,
1: I am motivated and excited,
0: and driven, and have lots of energy. Yeah, you've gotten so much done today, you're listing off your to-do list before we started, and I was like, um, I have fed a human, <laughs> and I went for like a 10-minute walk. <laughs> yeah, Oh, well, I mean, for those of us
1: who have menstrual cycles, mm-hmm. it's that end of like the menstrual cycle boost of energy. I'm just riding it today on top of the yeah. fact that I've had three cups of coffee <laughs> and you just made more. That was the third. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's pretty typical by this time of the afternoon. That's not anything unusual in my world, but yeah. I got lots of sleep this weekend. I started a new book. So I am feeling I, I turned in a chapter of my dissertation. So mm-hmm. I'm feeling really accomplished and like really on top of it. And typically once that ball gets rolling, it keeps rolling for,
0: for a good week or two. So
1: I'm having a good, good day. Good Monday.
0: What
1: it's about you, Casey? How are you, you feeling? Oh, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, the three in me is singing for you.
1: Yes, for sure. She used to check off her to-do list. (laughs) Oh, it's it's checked.
0: Absolutely. I am happily overwhelmed. Mm. That's the stage we're in right now. Because I feel like each day I get a little more accomplished, like figuring out like what a cry means or a certain face means. But at the same time, I'm like all i've done today is feed a human and go for a small look totally but i also recognize like this isn't gonna last forever so i'm soaking in the little coos and frustrated little angry faces and everything because i mean like i'm seeing everyone's on facebook like share their kids first day of school pictures and i'm like oh, that's gonna be my baby soon oh. <laughs> even, though oh, no. even though he's three weeks
1: old <laughs> <laughs> but still, like, gosh, if we've learned anything over the last year and a half, that time can feel so slow and so fast all at the same time.
0: Yeah. The, there's like a saying floating around, like on Instagram, like, the days are short, but the, no, the days are long, but the years are short. And I'm like, I can, I see that, like, Mm-hmm. the fact that he's I, I feel like he's been a part of our life forever I feel like for my pregnancy journey it was forever away but really like it was only a few weeks ago that I was pregnant but it's just like time just feels like it's moving in slow motion but it's also flying by and I think that's like the lack of sleep as well but
1: <laughs> yes all of that yes
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: happily overwhelmed what a beautiful description
0: mm, that is life of a newborn <laughs>
1: totally yeah and as someone who gets to witness it that is that is plenty you are doing plenty
0: mm, thank you mm-hmm. yeah well do you want to tell our listeners what we're actually going to talk about today <laughs> yeah sure I'm just like happily soaking in you and Ren like
1: in this picture um Yes, we are continuing on our journey to understand trauma systems around it and how we can conceptualize our world in a different way. I have told you all briefly about my education and how I got my master's degree from the University of Cincinnati oh, and as a proud Bearcat, yes, <laughs> as a proud Bearcat, I like to share that Ecological systems theory, also known as, oh gosh, it has another name. One second. Also known as human ecological theory, was coined by a man named Yuri Broffenbrenner. And it's a really fun name to say, but also a fun name to spell. And um, It was also then taken on and kind of coined by the University of Cincinnati. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I'm gonna take us back to 2014, in the spring of 2014, early 2014, when I was applying to my master's program. And I was, as any good graduate, future graduate student would do, I was researching programs. And when I was looking at the different programs that I wanted to maybe apply to, I started noticing that the University of Cincinnati had shared that their program was based in this ecological systems theory. And I started asking my faculty at Johnson about it, and I started asking the Google machine about it. And started realizing that it was a really cool way to conceptualize communities. And so my entire master's degree is kind of centered in this idea of systems and these kind of rings around individuals. When I first started learning about this, I got really overwhelmed, thinking about everybody. That I ran into having a, a, all of these rings around them. Like I just kind of like looked at each person as like a solar system and got really overwhelmed.
0: It was a butterfly effect.
1: Totally because of how complex and how it, it was my first real cognitive understanding that everyone you meet has a story. Everyone you meet has a community. Everyone you meet has all of these things going on that you have going on in your life. And I got like real overwhelmed because, and the reason that I'm sharing this with you all is because I I want you all to have this understanding that hearing this information may be overwhelming as you start to look around and notice all of the people around you. Because it was very overwhelming for 21 year old Ally. Um, it's still overwhelming at times when I like sit and think about it and we'll, we'll kind of navigate that together friends. Um, so today we've talked about, well, again going back, right? We've talked about trauma in the body and we'll go even deeper into trauma in the body in future episodes. but we've talked about trauma in relationships. And we'll, again, go into future episodes into attachment theory and what that looks like in relationships. But I wanted to situate us within this framework of ecological systems perspective because I think that it will help us understand everything else. Um, And so today we are going to explore that theory in depth. And um, Casey's going to ask questions and mm-hmm. slow me down when I say too big of words or don't explain <laughs> something. And yeah, so so we're going to talk about ecological systems theory. Welcome to your systems theories class in mental health counseling. <laughs> um, I'm going to profess a lot of things. I'm going to say a lot of things from my bias, but I'm also going to be presenting things within the theory that I have no, that I've seen out in the real world. Um, And then in a couple of weeks, over the next couple of weeks, after this episode, we will talk about your birth story and Mm -hmm. baby Ren's beginning of his ecological system and the system that you all are creating and how you all are navigating that um, for you all. Yeah. It's like our application of what you all learned today. Mm-hmm. So ecological systems theory was named and coined by Yuri Bronfenbrenner in the seventies. And it was a response to Mary Ainsworth and her studies around child parent attachment. So she's the one who did like the strange, what's called the strange situation. And it's this idea of like they bring babies into a laboratory setting completely just like they would do with any other scientific study trying to negate all of the confounding variables all of the other impacting variables and just study the parent child relationship and the attachment of that Bronfenbrenner saw that and was like yeah cool that's helpful and like is it really helpful because we know that context is everything. And in 2021, we fully recognize that context is a huge part of how we can understand and conceptualize and have empathy for people in situations, people responding certain ways. And Bronfenbrenner understood this back in the seventies. And so he started to look into child development and how it could be divided in many different ways. He looked at physical, mental, cognitive, moral, and social, and then included environment. Excuse me. He also took a lot of his understanding from social cognitive theory. And this is, there's what is it called? It's social cognitive learning theory. And that is, I'm looking at my notes here for names. Um, That is Banduras. Social learning theory, and it's this idea, and it kind of pulls in Vygotsky's learning theory as well, the social social sociocultural theory, um, which both of these say that environment is imperative to understanding the individual, mm-hmm. and Brenner recognized there are multiple aspects of a child's developing life that interacts with other aspects of humans right? Mm-hmm. There are parents, there are schools, there are systems and structures in place that are impacting the child even before they come into the world. And this context he named ecology. Makes sense. And so he proposed this idea of ecological systems theory based on the dynamic interactions that environments have on a developing individual. mm mm-hmm. And this was revolutionary for the field, but also for me as a young 20s, who was still in adolescent brain development, who was still very much concerned with what I was doing, how I was doing it, and very little about how it impacted others. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I was introduced to this, it blew my mind because I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much going on that we don't see or that we choose not to see because one thing or another benefits us or one thing or another protects us. And it was a lot for me to like negotiate and navigate, but it has also changed how I think about systems, structures, constructs, family relationships, school relationships, media, and the Mm. individual. Um, it, it has really changed pretty much everything about how I think about the world.
0: You had an allowed moment. Totally. Yes. (laughs)
1: Like it, a whole new world wrecked it for sure. Um, in the, in the best way. So in 1977 the broffenbrenner suggested that the environment of a child is kind of nested in these different structures and as you'll see on our page we have created those concentric circles
0: mm-hmm. with, with each layer
1: yep totally and so he named each of these structures with putting the individual at the center. A lot of times you'll see the child placed at the center, but really you can just put individual. And then you have the first kind of nest that the individual lives within, which is their microsystem. And for a baby, that is their parents. Mm -hmm. As we develop as humans and as our community grows and as our relationships become more dynamic and contextual. This would include things that we interact with probably more on like a a daily or a weekly basis. So pretty regularly. School, work, peers, um, healthcare professionals, if you seek those out regularly, um, your neighborhood activities, whether that be going for a walk and saying hi to your favorite neighbor, like I do every day or, going to a neighborhood playground, and going to a mom's group, whatever that is, it's something that you interact with on a fairly regular basis, and this would include family. Then around that, and kind of the next circle outside of the microsystem, is the mesosystem, and I would say that these are neighbors. Neighbors, people that you interact with, maybe more on a um monthly basis, or even on like a, a depth level of like acquaintances, maybe not close friends, um, though it could be close friends that live far away, right? But people that are not part of your everyday world, but still there semi-regularly.
0: So like your and- barista.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah. Or the friends that you have brunch with once a month that, yeah, you don't see mm-hmm. as often. Um, aunts and uncles could be part of this as well, right? Mm-hmm. For my family that is massive, I would consider some of my aunts and uncles as part of my meso mesosystem. Um, and then you have your, what is then outside, well, and I should say, these layers, are bidirectional, so the child has an impact on their meso and their microsystem and the microsystem and the systems have impacts on the individual and the other layers as well which mm-hmm. is why this gets so overwhelming and, and dynamic because everything is is two ways and much then like a relationship
0: also like the circles don't like include really importance of people it's just more like frequency or relevance to the life of the individual in the middle or the child because like in my head like microsystem is like family like my husband my son like my parents who I see fairly regularly but then saying people I don't see as often like like aunts and uncles they would still they would wouldn't necessarily be in my microsystem but they are still just as important
1: yeah, totally. So it's taking into consideration frequency and relevance, but it's also taking into consideration the impact that, like, the depth of impact, if that mm. makes sense. So like, I would say that once we start getting to the outside um, layers, that things like legacy can come into conversation, right? Mm. So my grandmother's legacy on both of my sides, I would say is part of my exosystem because those are part of like family norms and those norms still have an impact on all of those other systems, but they don't necessarily impact it every single day. Maybe it impacts what you do traditionally on holidays or a worldview that you carry with you those types of things does that make sense yeah okay and remembering too that these other systems interact with each other right so like your parents interact with your brother who also interacts with your sister-in-law and your brother-in-law and like they have their own relationships that are then impacting red and you and your husband mm-hmm So we have the individual at the center. We have the microsystem that's immediately around them. Then we have the mesosystem, which is a little bit more extended. And then we have the exosystem. And exo, I think of extended. So these are people that people, systems, structures, we're starting to get into the idea that structures are playing a, a role once we get to the exosystem. So this is like regional norms and regional governments and social media presence and social media relationships, um, even relationship with work. And so it's not just people anymore. It's relationships with structures, ideas, constructs are part of the exosystem.
0: So and then, politics being there?
1: Totally. Okay. Yep even um, socioeconomic status would be
0: in Mm -hmm. here. Would mm, religious status?
1: Yeah, I would say. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. And religious status may come more into the macro system, but I think for some people, it is part of their exosystem, right? That it is regional or it is contextual to location and not necessarily- The boundaries of these
0: circles are pretty fluid.
1: Yes. Okay. Yep. Totally. And I can give. Um, so once I get done talking about like what they are, I'll actually give like full definitions of how Braff and Brenner defines them, not cool. just examples of what's included. Thank you. Um, so, child microsystem, mesosystem, exosystem. Outside of the exosystem is what we would call the macrosystem. And this includes attitudes and ideolo- like ideas and ideological constructs within culture. So this would include like patriotism and um, nationalism mm-hmm. and constructs like that, that are big. This is probably where I would put maybe more politics at like a, yeah. a national or even, geopolitical level of like an international level
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: but it's not like your I would say that exosystem would include like school board and local politics but macro system is going to be bigger state national and international politics it could also include like social attitudes that impact those other structures so national movements like Me Too and um, QAnon and um, Black Lives Matter and some of those other social constructs and social ideological beliefs um, would be included in the macro system. And then outside of that, we have the chrono system. The Chrono system is environmental changes that occur over a lifetime. So this is where we start talking about time and adding like almost a three-dimensional experience of this model. So mm-hmm. it's how these things change over time and how they change over the course of, and we measure time by lifespans. So how does this kind of larger environment, change around the individual. This could still include politics. It could be things like, not just like um, living environment, where whether you're in a rural part of the region or an urban part of the region or a suburban part of the region, but it could also include like climate change and political climates right? So these things that don't just change day to day or year to year, but change decade by decade.
0: But still has like a pretty big impact on your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right? Like the hurricane right now.
1: Like the hurricane right now, or even the impact of a war ending or attempting to end and starting a new one.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Like the coral reefs dying. Right.
1: Yep all of the wildfires and all of those other big impacts um, that likely are going to have impacts for decades. And we know that cognitively now, but we won't see those ripple effects for a long time. Those things would
0: fit into the corona system. What about like the introduction of like technology?
1: Hmm. It's a great, great question. Um, Mass media is included in the exosystem. But mm-hmm. I would say that, especially when it comes to like um, implementation of like AI or other like big technology introductions, I would say that that's definitely part of the Kronos system.
0: Okay. Because in my head, I'm like, yeah, you know, just in our lifespan, which in the grand scheme of things, hasn't been that long, mm-hmm. we've seen or at least I have personally. I'm, I can't speak for both of us, but like, I remember our family not having Wi-Fi, and then us having dial-up. Yes, and we couldn't be on the f- <laughs> can't be on the phone when Dad's checking his email. Um, and now like Bluetooth and all this stuff. Like, our generation has like learned quickly to keep up with all of that stuff. But you can see like, even in our age, the generational differences and the impact it's having.
1: Totally. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, and to put some numbers around some of this stuff, I think it's interesting to then layer this with my understanding of what I have learned from the book Sapiens. And mm-hmm. if you all have not read Sapiens, I highly recommend it. It's on um, Amazon Kindle as well. And so, yeah, you can listen to it there. But What I think is really interesting that Sapiens brought and then Homo Deus, the next book in the series, helps us understand is that humans from like an evolutionary standpoint have not caught up with either the agricultural revolution, the industrial revolution, or now the technology revolution. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I would say that all of those things are, are chronosystems.
0: Yeah, I have lots of theories on that, but we'll just keep rolling on our topic because I've talked (laughs) about that for days. Yeah,
1: and another thing that I think sapiens helps me understand and I think situates well within the ecological systems perspective and theory is that most of us have a mesosystem and a microsystem of about 150 people. Hmm. The A microsystem
0: of or meso and micro of 150. Yeah. yeah, both. It would include both of those, because
1: outside of that, you're starting to get into uh, community, community and structures.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So Bronfenbrenner dis- defines the microsystem as relational, bidirectional meaning that the the child can be influenced by other people in their environment and is also capable of changing the beliefs and actions of the others in their environment. And we see that right through, then this is where like the social learning theory comes in that the microsystem can influence how they treat themselves and others. Um, They're often interactions within the microsystem are often personal and crucial for fostering support in the child's development. And we see that all the time, right? We hear that as the five people in your world are going to like the five people that you spend the most time with are going to be the five people that influence your world the most. Makes sense if we're situating that within the microsystem. So the stronger the nurturing relationship the child has with their parents, it is said as proven by Mary Ainsworth, but also Broffenbrenner, but also a lot of other theorists out there that it will have a positive effect on the child. Whereas distance and inconsistent affectionate parents will have a negative impact on the child. And of course that is like oversimplifying everything that we've talked about previously and we'll talk about in the future
0: i was saying we'll, we'll get deeper into that in totally episodes.
1: totally because here's the thing mary ainsworth is one of the founders of attachment theory and so okay. we will be talking about her and a couple of other theorists um, in the near future it's all connected y'all there's there's a method to this madness
0: you're taking me back to college <laughs> All of I these know. names, I'm like, ah, I had to study about those a lot. Uh huh. Yeah, definitely. But you see,
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah, and it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So then, the meso system encompasses the micro system, and this, and this again is talking about interactions. So the meso system bidirectionally interacts with the micro system. And this is where a person's individual microsystem do not function independently, but are interconnected and assert influence upon one another. And that's where I was talking about how your parents have a relationship with your brother, your brother has a relationship with you and your husband, but it's also different than his relationship with your son, right? This is where the brother, sisters, cousins, first friend, whatever comes into play. Mm -hmm. That's where all of these interactions happen is within the mesosystem and according to ecological systems theory if the child's parents and teachers and other mesosystem contributors get along and have supportive healthy relationships this too will have a supportive healthy positive impact on the child's development Mm -hmm. so we're seeing the trickle down of positive relationships being modeled and then influencing the child's kind of Map pretty much, and then it goes the other way. If those are not healthy and supportive, it is likely that the child will have bigger relational struggles in the future.
0: Mm -hmm. But they can have, like, I know just from experience, like, if their parents' relationship isn't good, but their grandparents, who are just as important in their life, have an incredible relationship, they can negate the negative, or at least redirect
1: <laughs> an influence, right? Mm-hmm. I think a big cornerstone of being trauma informed is understanding that there is a lot of influence, but not a lot of control. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those instances, right? That the mesosystem and the micro system have a ton of influence on how The individual and the child develops and understands the world around them Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. so then we get to the exosystem the exosystem is a component of the theory that incorporates other formal and informal social structures Mm -hmm. so they don't always contain the child themselves but indirectly influence them as it in it like as it affects maybe the meso and the microsystem So political climates, workplace environments, things that aren't directly part of the child's world, but the parent brings home, right? How many of us got in trouble because mom or dad or parent or caregiver had a bad day at work? Mm -hmm. And then we took that upon ourselves to like believe it was our fault. And it wasn't, it wasn't your fault. They just had a bad day. And I'm sorry that happened to you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So the child is not directly involved, but they are externally experiencing and thus it affects them anyways. Okay. What questions do you have about the (laughs) exosystem?
0: Um. Hey, let me pull up the image for myself just mm-hmm. so I can get some t- correct terminology yeah no I way. guess so like I know like my my macro system makes sense to me because it's it's national level in my head yeah
1: and cultural
0: yeah uh-huh. Well, wouldn't access system be cultural because that's closer to how I feel like maybe I just have like a closer ties to like my idea of culture. I don't know. It could when I think when I
1: think a lot of people have
0: identity in their culture. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Totally. But usually culture is bigger and has a wider impact than the, the exosystem
0: because it's bigger than the individual i got you
1: totally so thinking more about like so exosystem are those indirect influences so this could be parents work environment oh, parents okay. relationship with their brothers and sisters parents relationship with other their things
0: Where would like influencers and celebrities fall into this then? Because it obviously wouldn't be your mesosystem, would it? Right. I
1: I would agree. I would agree. I would say it's probably, it depends on what value people put on it, right? Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. If you are a diehard keeping up with the Kardashians watcher, likely that's going to be in someone's exosystem because mm-hmm. it's going to change how they parent. It may change how they view the world. It, right. It becomes part of their everyday kind of experience. Whereas for those of us who just kind of casually watch from afar, the celebrities of our culture, maybe that's part of the macro system. Cause that is yeah. definitely like, like the United States doesn't have royalty in the same way that some of the other countries have established royalty, but our celebrity class is royalty.
0: Oh yeah, they have like way more. Oh, I would argue some celebrities have more clout than the president. Yeah, for some people. Yes, I would agree.
1: Yeah. So I would say that that's part of, typically part of the macro system because that would be like national culture.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. True. So well, that's, just, that's just the Kardashians in general in our culture.
1: Yeah, totally. So the macro system focuses on how cultural elements affect the individual's development. So this could be socioeconomic status, wealth, poverty, ethnicity, religion, some of those other things that we've talked about as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: and thus have impacts on the child's access to education, access to food, safety, fun, all of those core things, which is why they still impact the individual.
0: And I'm getting overwhelmed with the idea of how everyone else's impacts the child (laughs) from a new parent's standpoint.
1: I know, right? It like gets real big real quick.
0: Because I'm the kind of person that's like, I'm driving on the highway and I'm going somewhere. I'm like, oh my gosh, all these people are going to other places. Where are they going? What are they doing? Blah, blah, blah. And that overwhelms me. And now right. I'm like, like that douchebag in the blue sedan is gonna impact me somehow. Like you know what I
1: mean? Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing: like, how do you respond in traffic? This is one of my favorite like snippets of Armchair Expert was when Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell were talking about how they interact with traffic differently. But this, I think, would be part of either the EXO or the macro system, right? Because if you interact with (laughs) if you interact with traffic in a way that gets you flustered and upset. Which then would influence your mood and your experience, which then could influence how you interact with your husband and your son. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. Yeah,
0: I I, I would have in college, it would have been traffic was my in my exosystem, system, but <laughs> through years of um, commuting to where I nannied back and forth on the highway and taking my, them places, it's uh, quickly I had to be like, this isn't, this isn't worth uh, impacting my day at all because yeah. I don't need the people in my car to see me upset. And I can't be upset when I show up to take care of these children.
1: Totally. So this is where I think this will help. The macro system differs from the exosystem as it does not refer to a specific environment of one individual, but instead is already part of an established society of norms and cultures that the child is situated within. So for example, a child living in what I'm putting air quotes because I hate this terminology in a third world country would experience a different development and access to resources than a child living in a wealthier country.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's where the conversation of potential and opportunity come into it too. Yep. Yep. Every child has the potential to become an astronaut, the president, famous. Right. But access and opportunity is different for everybody.
1: Exactly. Yes. So the American dream whatever the hell that is, would be situated within the macro system.
0: I think the American dream needs to be rewritten. I think it is (laughs) being rewritten. Yeah, because it's a lot different than what we were all raised to think it was.
1: I totally agree. Yeah.
0: So then that brings us to
1: the chrono system. And the chrono system is a system that can of all of the environmental changes that influence major kind of transitional moments. So this could include environmental impacts, like we've talked about, historical events. Um, this could also include life transitions. So starting school, graduating high school, I mean, to thrive. Mm. Um, right those are the time oriented pieces of our life chrono yeah. as as a, a time okay. it means time yeah so it's the time oriented system okay so this could also include if you move or if you get divorced or if your parents get divorced or you get married by a house right the, the milestones that are situated around time.
0: Okay. That one's easier for me to conceptualize because there's not many nuances to it. It's just time oriented. That one's easy.
1: Yeah, exactly. So those five concentric circles have been established since the seventies. Now, Broff and Brenner came back and in 1994 and also in 2005 and then even as late as 2000 has talked about something called the bioecological model. Mm-hmm. And it is a revised version of his ecological systems theory. So this is where he became more concerned with proximal processes of development, such as enduring and persistent forms of interaction in the child's immediate environment. So focusing more so on the meso and the microsystem and the impacts that they have there.
0: So like reading to your kid every day? And mm, it's maybe, more about
1: context. Okay. So like, it's more about, um, I have a quote here, if you don't mind, if I read it. Yeah, go for it. Um, So development takes place through the process of progressively more complex reciprocal interactions between an active, evolving, biophysiological human organism and the persons, objects, and symbols it is immediately interacted with. So yes, reading to your child every day would be part of the bioecological model. It's not just about the relationships, but it's also about the interactions.
0: Yeah, that's the overwhelming part of new being a new parent.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: And I also put way too much pressure on myself, but
1: yes, you do. that's a personal thing. Totally. <laughs> so I think that what I have come to understand and some of the takeaways that I have from ecological systems perspective is that context is everything Mm -hmm. that children, no matter who they are, what they have access to are born into complex systems of relationships that are not just between humans, but are also between structures and systems. And that in order to understand a child's development fully, and really an individual's development fully, we have to be able to look at their context and their relationships and how they interact with each
0: other. Would pets come into this? Yeah, of course. Cool. Cause I know pets are extremely important to children.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. And adults, let's be real.
1: <laughs> yep. The microsystem is the biggest impact and has the biggest influence. Is another big takeaway.
0: Yeah, it's directly connected to the individual on the mm-hmm. model, which you can see yeah. on it. it. It's on our Instagram. Yeah. For visual people. Mm-hmm. This is indeed.
1: What this helped me understand more than anything else is that as much as I can do as an individual mental health professional, the family, the system, the community that the person is situated within is highly important. Hmm. And this makes me think of a couple of examples, and, and these may, may not fit for everyone, and I, I just want to name that. It makes me think of people transitioning out of incarceration and moving back to the neighborhood that they got caught or got arrested in.
0: hmm
1: It makes me think of the idea and value of social services being that reunification with a bio mom or a bio parent is the best thing to happen for a child. There are people on both sides of that debate. Case by case. It makes me think that when a child or an adolescent is moved from school to school, that there wouldn't be some sort of grief and adjustment process that goes along with that. There is (laughs) totally. Right. And, And once we start understanding these concentric circles and all of the impact that not only these people, but structures and events have on us, it then starts to do the opposite of what stereotypes do. Stereotypes, the purpose of them is to flatten people out into a single identity so that we can understand them and make sense of them. What ecological systems perspective does is it grays that out and expands out beyond just one single identity to helping people see all of the other things that could be influencing an individual
0: yeah stereotypes generalize, and i feel like with this model like it overwhelmingly so adds nuances to the individual their community the individuals in the community the people you interact with on a daily basis like you just said my favorite word i know i learned it from you
1: (laughs) totally But yeah, it does, it adds nuance, it adds complexity. And my hope, because this is the impact it had on me, is it adds compassion.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Because if we can start to understand that all of these things have influence, whether minimally or majorly on a person, we can then understand this isn't just affecting Their experience; it's expect it's impacting their development, which then directly impacts relationships and behaviors,
0: and their impact on their community.
1: Yeah, that bi-directional, or that bi-directional and relational aspect of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a lot. It, yeah. It is. <laughs>
1: but it's been sitting here like scratching your head at me like okay (laughs) okay
0: yeah well it just it puts everything into perspective and I'm glad that you introduced this in this part of our uh series because it puts everything into perspective it's so easy when talking about trauma to think about yourself or to think about as you said that word like you hate like the kid in the third world country Mm -hmm. or like the it's easy to separate them you know what I'm trying to say and not and with this system it shows the intersectionality of it all like yep the impact it really does have and I feel like social media is one of those things that like helps bridge the gap of awareness if you use it correctly Mm -hmm. but this view is pre-social media so i feel like it's the it's like the stepping point where it like brings everything kind of in an awareness of others but it's going to help us draw back to this episode and this system when we talk about everything else and the rest of the series
1: yeah yeah which is why we decided to have it earlier on um when we first started planning out this series, we had thought about having this more towards the end and then we realized that this is kind of the basis for everything because it situates everyone within their own context, but also reminds everyone that each person you are in relationship with also has their own context.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's the perfect timing for it and we didn't know this is when we would be recording it, but the fact that our next episode is me talking about my labor and delivery and then the community around Ren and the community around us and the way we interacted, it's just, it's like perfect timing. And I'm very excited to dive into that. Yeah.
1: It worked out beautifully
0: mm-hmm. and
1: not just your story, but the timing of it as well.
0: hmm Fancy that happening to us this year. The timing of everything has been spot on and we haven't done a dang thing other than (laughs) manifest something that we're this. (laughs) Totally.
1: It's been such a gift. Mm -hmm. And so I recognize that this is a very... um, Heady. Maybe new, heady, yes. And new way of conceptualizing the world. So I welcome questions. I welcome... Confusion and
0: clarifications, um, yeah, bring it on! I would yeah, love to talk with you all. because we are going to have a question answering episode, so we need your <laughs> questions to have it.
1: <laughs> totally, yeah, good point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Any questions from you, Casey, about? this maybe even some like surprising. I didn't realize that when I was creating this graphic for you Allie. Um
0: yeah, I just didn't Take realize where yeah, I just didn't realize where everything would like fall into each circle. Mm-hmm. And I didn't recognize just how different it could be for everyone because people hold things to higher standards or, or care more about certain things or have a lot more people they interact with on a daily basis like my my like when you said there's 150 people in micro and mezzo I'm like that's a lot of people because my micro system consists of like not many people at all like yeah (laughs) literally on our walk today Brent said something about oh, you could invite a friend and I was like my friend lives in Colorado (laughs) Uh uh-huh. but really like I, I would say I, but I have always had small circles.
1: Yeah. And then there's me. Who's like, <clears throat> I have my clients. I have my students. I have my colleagues and my peers. I have you, I have
0: my YBA, dad,
1: right. My YBA clients and my peers there. I have, my dad and his eight siblings and my 22 cousins. And I mean, my 150 gets filled up real fast. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm going to have to write this out for myself.
1: Because you're curious now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think that that's a really cool thing because it also brings us to another thing within... Um, the mental health profession that is used to conceptualize families which is the genogram and you can google it it is out there widely for you to understand and and see but I think that this this system and the way that you conceptualize people outside of a biological family is a really cool way to conceptualize your your world
0: Mm well I yeah and I feel like there's A lot of people who don't really have a relationship with their bio family and they have their found family yeah and chosen family for sure (laughs) that that this model
1: supports more so than maybe a genogram model would
0: yeah this model definitely allows like for each person to fill it in the way that they see and view the world yeah and experience the world and how they impact the rings around them and Mm-hmm. so on and so forth it's overwhelming for me because I keep looking and I see my circles but then I see I'm seeing this image in my head of like print circles and like overlapping mine and my family is interacting like it gets really like spider webby
1: yeah the way that i could it's gonna sound so silly but the way that i conceptualize it is like people as solar systems bouncing into other people that are solar yeah. systems,
0: and like them they're overlapping yeah and the government's like around all of us because it's a part of the big macro and yep so i guess more it would be no we're not gonna i'm not gonna talk about this anymore. <laughs> And this is why I it at the beginning that it gets real overwhelming real quick. Especially when you've only had three hours of sleep.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Also that.
0: Uh Oh, thank you, Bubba.
1: So next week, we're going to take this theory and apply it to your world, at least minimally. Well, we definitely
0: mostly talk about Casey's birth story, but I like try to sneak in some language. But we the following excited. episode <laughs> really covers it, I promise. Mostly <laughs> because Brent's nerdy like me and he was like, oh, how does this work? Mm,
1: yeah. So lots of fun things to look forward to over the next couple of weeks. Hearing your story, having a guest of Brent join us, and then we will jump right back into providing you all with some coping skills.
0: Yeah. Back and into previously planned. hmm Yeah yeah that's the next month already that's crazy the way things can just fall into place like that yes
1: they sure do you want to lead us out
0: yeah first of all thank y'all for listening I didn't realize I'd learned so much because I thought I had a pretty good understanding of this one but obviously not Uh, so I hope you all learned something too um I'm excited to share my birth story with you all. I'm going to add a little, <laughs> This not, not a disclaimer, but spoiler. Um, it's a really heavy topic to talk about. And um, it was extremely emotional for both of us because the first time Allie had heard the whole experience was on the mic for that episode. Um, so if you're maybe not in... The spot to hear that, or you're not ready to hear something like that. Um, you can skip next week; it won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, totally. But it was it was really awesome to be able to get it all out at once and be able to share it because I there is so much to learn from the whole process, and I'm grateful to have this platform to share it with you guys and to have Allie to support me through it. So thank you, to Allie, as well um but enough of that emotionness um subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media if you choose and um write a nice comment if you've got one if you if not you can keep it to yourself (laughs) i don't think i can emotionally handle it right now (laughs) um and follow like follow us on social media so you can see all the images that we've created for this series um it'll definitely help give you some clarity on the topics that we're talking about and give you those visual cues to conceptualize it a little bit better um we'll be back next week thank you again
1: please share and rate and like our podcast on apple and spotify it helps us out a lot
0: yes we want to be more available to other people and the way to do that is to show your love (laughs)
1: yeah so thank you all for those of you who do share we have a couple people that just make my heart so happy they share it every week and i'm so grateful
0: and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah if you we'll share you it all. on social media tag us so we can reshare it as well yes yes please do mm-hmm. other
1: than that thank you all for your time chat with you next week bye bring your tissues <laughs>